Knowledge is the fuel that powers intelligent buying and selling. So get a quick recharge with me, Ron Edwards, Master Sommelier and Director of Wine Education for Winebow, Fine Wine, and Spirits. Welcome back to WineSmart. Today we're going to talk about the Valle de Apalta. It's a fabulous little region in Chile. And so let's get started. Where is it? That's a great question. Valle de Apalta is just, eh, it's just a few miles northeast of the town of Santa Cruz in the province of O'Higgins. Yeah, I know that's an unexpected name for Chile, but that's the province name, O'Higgins. Santa Cruz is a wine town. It's kind of like Napa is for Napa Valley. And it's about 179 kilometers. That's 111 miles south and a little west of Santiago, the capital of Chile. Santa Cruz is about one and a half hours drive southeast of the surf and beach town called Pichilemu. It is on a direct line with the coast, about 75 kilometers, so about 47 miles from the mouth of the uh, Valle de Apalta all the way out to the coast. And so if you can imagine this map in your head, that's awesome. But either way, uh, your favorite web browser should be able to point you in the right direction. If you Google Santa Cruz, O'Higgins, Chile, it'll get you right there. So in terms of of, of wine, Apalta or Valle de Apalta is a Dio area. The Chilean appellation system is the Denomacion de Origen, and it defines the geographic boundaries of locations. The Dio is not as restricting as the European appellation systems are, where they impose lots of regulations about all kinds of things, including irrigation and what you can and cannot plant and all of that stuff. The DO in Chile is not like that. It's more like the US AVA system where, yes, there are some laws about naming conventions and what can show up on the label, but they don't dictate what you can plant. It's more of a geographical boundary situation. The system divides the wine producing areas into regions that are increasingly smaller geographic definitions, with the largest being Chile. So after you get past this is a wine from Chile, uh, you have six wine regions. For instance, uh, Valle Central, Central Valley, is one of the six regions. And then inside of those six regions, you have 17 sub-regions. An example of a sub-region would be Valle uh, del Rapel, or Rapel Valley. Inside the 17 sub-regions are eight zones. An example of a zone would be Colchagua is a zone, it's a DO zone. And then inside of the zones, they have now designated, um, as of today, 85 DO areas. And these are the smallest delineation inside their legal system. And an example of, an, of a DO area is Apalta. So Apalta is inside the zone of Colchagua, which is inside the subregion of Rapel, which is inside the region of the Central Valley of Chile. So what is Apalta like? Uh, to understand Apalta, I think you first have to understand the three categories that Chile has placed upon itself or started to explain to the outside world. This is how our vineyards work. And they are moving from west to east, costa, entre cordilleras, and andes. Let's explain those. Costa it is not a misnomer. It means coastal. It means it's influenced by the Pacific. And so these would be any vineyards that 
can see the Pacific Ocean up through the small coastal range where they have direct impact from the Pacific Ocean. A couple of really great examples of, of Appalachians that are costa-driven would be the Leda Valley and the Casablanca Valley. Then we get, let's go to the other extreme. On the far east, we have the Andes or the Andes. These are vineyards that are definitively mountain influenced. So they are mountain influenced by two ways. Uh, first would be elevation. You can certainly change the overall climate effect of latitude by going up in elevation. We know that from Mendoza. We certainly know that from the Salta area uh, in Argentina as well. And we have that situation here in Chile. The other thing that the Andes have influence over is that cold downdraft of air. The tallest peak in the Americas is just to the east of Santiago. So this is a very tall mountain range that has a lot of cold air that is going to want to sink down the mountainside and into your vineyards. And if you are in those elevated places, you can guarantee that that cool to cold air is going to have an influence at night. Then there's the middle. In between Costa and Andes is Entre Cordilleras. This is between the mountains, between the hills. After you come off the coast and go over the low range, the elevation drops back down, you know, 100 to 300 meters above sea level. And in that valley, that central valley, is both influences. You have the cool air coming across that coastal range, which is low enough to let it come across, including some of the fog, including the cloud cover. And then you also have the downdraft of the Andes coming back into those valleys and changing them from what might otherwise be a very warm growing climate into something that is cool in the mornings, and then it warms up in the late in the mid to late afternoons it's quite warm and then through the evening hours and then the cold draft and the air off the ocean cools it off at night and it starts all over the next day each of the areas for sure when you talk about do areas they're going to be very specifically either costa or entre gorrieres or andes when you talk about colchagua as a zone it's so it's large enough that it has all three influences. So you need to know where you are in Colchagua to be able to define which of these is the defining influence. For Apalta, we're in the central area of Colchagua, and that means we are the Antricorrieras influence. So now that we know that the climactic influence of Apalta, there's something that's a little different about this little valley, and that is that it's shaped like a horseshoe with the peak of the horseshoe pointing north and the opening of the horseshoe pointing almost directly south. And all the way around forming the horseshoe is a ridge of mountains. Not really, not Andes level mountains, but mountains tall enough to make a difference. And these mountains encircle the vineyards with a shadowing effect from the rising and setting sun. That offers a shorter number of direct hours of sunlight each day in Apalta, depending on where your vineyard sits. If your vineyard location is on the east side of the valley, then you have a lot less morning direct sun than one on the west, and vice versa. If you are on the west side of the valley, you'll get more direct sun in the morning, but that intense afternoon sun, you're a little shaded from. Between the cool influence 
of the air coming in from the coast, and you can kind of watch the clouds come over the ridges, and it's very kind of California-esque, Northern California feel. And that analogy that this part of Chile is sort of California upside down, or vice versa, California is Chile upside down, it's very real. You have that sort of Mediterranean-style climate where it rains in the winter and not so much in the summer. You have that coastal influence that alters the temperature in the afternoon and other than that you have this sort of long dry sunny summer but those cooling influences make it so that you know the average high and the peak of the warmest part of the year in apalta is going to be about 87 degrees but it cools off to about 54 at night so you have this really big diurnal shift keeping grapes happy create ripeness and then cool down and start all over again at a much lower level the next day maintaining freshness there's the valley has this rich viticultural heritage which i find wonderful and that is that it was planted originally with pre-phylloxera cuttings from france that were brought over to chile planted there chile doesn't really have a problem with phylloxera and that allows these original genetic materials that are still planted in vineyards today to be repropagated on their own rootstock and continuing this beautiful sort of almost museum-like heritage of vineyard material. And, in, you know, like in the case of the La Postol family, they have vineyards that are over 100 years old, planted on their own rootstock, that they are just continuing to propagate. So wines from the Apalta tend towards this ripe, rich texture, but fresh finish. The warm afternoons ripen the grapes, giving it breadth, and then a juicy ripe fruit profile. But the cool mornings and the and the cool to cold nights keep the grapes from getting overripe or at least from losing their core fresh acidity, which gives you wines that are both rich and fruit forward and tart. So the final result is wines that taste definitively new world, but in a style that's not overripe or overblown. If you haven't taking a chance to look into the Apalta itself, because maybe you are only had Colchagua or you just looked at Maipo in the past for Chile, this is well worth your time and attention. And um, because of the amount of plantings they have there in Apalta itself, I would send you to go look for La Postol wines, or if you're looking for luxury, then the Cloapalta wines. You will not be disappointed. They are a real treat.